A shopping montage doesn't feel very Connor. Uh, I feel like he would send someone to get anything that he needed. He'd send out for it. Uh, or he already has it. Um, and the only, like mechanically, the only piece of equipment that I was interested in purchasing was the hunting dog. Mm-hmm. So that could just be a... Walk in the park. Connor goes home and brings his dog out this time mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um, changes his suit, cleans his pistol. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, don't we have enough money to buy like one collective chip butty or something? <laughs> yeah, pretty money. much. <laughs> we can share a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> folks and welcome to the Tales of Podcast. I'm your host and GM, Janine, and I'm joined tonight yet again with our fabulous cast. Uh, guys, if you could each please introduce for us your characters and this week we would like to know what is a scent that you would associate with your character and why? Hello, I'm Erica and I'm playing Maeve McKenzie, your liaison to the dead. And Maeve's scent association will probably be the perfume that she wears, which I imagine to be a blend of rose, jasmine, and sandalwood. And why is that her particular scent? I chose those flowers specifically because they're used in some witchcraft and also because they smell delicious. (laughs) They have like a heady, intoxicating, and warm kind of scent, Mm -hmm. which I think suits her personality. So is this just related to a perfume that she uses, or is it actually like things that she would actually use in some of her um, uh, like performances or cultist work? Yeah, Um, She would definitely be using sandalwood in her um, seance work, maybe as incense or um, something that she burns, but... The floral stuff probably just be perfume. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Intro, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I am. Hello. <laughs> hello. Hi, hello. I'm Jan. <laughs> <laughs> hello, I am podcast. <laughs> and I play character sheet. Hello, I am smell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am Fabio. And. As Fabio, I play. Uh, I'm Fabio, and I play Connor O'Leary. And I think we're talking about smells, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I'm Fabio, and I play Connor O'Leary. And I think Connor smells of boot polish, some kind of very harsh soap that, like, he got loads of when he was in the army, and he's still going through his supply. Hmm. And, um, and just imagining you've got like a door in the apartment that Jacques is never yeah. allowed to open. And it's a storage room just with like stacks and stacks and stacks of soap and nothing else. Uh, and another reason why uh, Jacques has his own little apartment upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he probably also smells a little bit like his dog. As most Good dog point. owners do. Yeah. <laughs> what does a dog smell like? Don't answer that. <laughs> <laughs> Does he? Does he maybe? Does he ever wear any kind of cologne or anything like that? He does not. Mm-hmm. 
No. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it just doesn't fit his style. Mm. Though of an evening, you will detect uh, his pipe smoke and probably a very nice whiskey smell. Oh. Every gotta, evening, I would say. You've got to catch him at the right time then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hello. Hello, hello. <laughs> hello, hello. Hello, hello. Uh, hi, I'm Charles. Uh, and I play Jacques. And uh, Jacques, Jacques, Jacques is, uh, uh, he smells like a bunch of different flavors. Um, <laughs> but one of which is is uh, antiseptic. Uh, he, you know, being the doctor, he needs to 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 treat wounds uh, to disinfect and and one of the big ones at the time I've just found out right now was carbolic acid which is quite a sweet smelling smell uh, it's something that is found often in essential oils and also can be very poisonous so he has to make sure that people know it's that and not meth right yes exactly <laughs> we are we are what no he wouldn't be taking actually would he uh that's a question for another time. <laughs> Is he indulging in meth in his spare time? <laughs> um, but yes, so, so so that's already sweet. He probably smells a bit like wine. Uh, depending on when you talk to him, he definitely smells uh, like uh, cigarette smoke, uh, especially if it's in like an evening or after a long day, he likes to indulge. In. Uh, what else? Um... And uh, when he wants to uh, spruce himself up a little bit, try and make himself smell nice, he might uh, steal one of the captains. Uh, Formaldehyde. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, no, that depends if he's been playing cards. That's a good point, though. He probably does smell a bit like formaldehyde, depending on the night. No, he, he might steal a bit of uh, the uh, captain's parfum if he has a specially nice state, you know. So does he has like cologne that he just never touches? Connor said that he doesn't really wear it. So I'm wondering if you once asked him, can I borrow your cologne? And you didn't yes. have any. So now you just keep having, buying a supply of perfume that he thinks is yours. Yes. That he keeps stealing. That would be hilarious. <laughs> yes, I, 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 I like that. Agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Just, just, just a bit of insight into what it's like to, to live with your... Your uh, your captain that you care a lot about, but you know you you think of as an older brother, you want to steal his shit a little bit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm Mike, <laughs> and I play Lloyd or Lloyd of Lloyd Lloyd of London. Um, <laughs> double L for double the fun. Yeah. Uh, what does Lloyd smell like? Probably. Something, but yeah, pie. That's the obvious answer, huh? I mean, it I doesn't actually have to be one that he smells like, but a smell that's associated with him. Yeah, I was, I was thinking of two. I'm going to give you. You get double. Buy one, get one free, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, steak and onion is a is a quintessential Lloyd stank. Mm. Um, is that like a something that he eats frequently? It's a pie that they cook every day. It's their most popular pie. Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. And so he lives in the back of the pie shop. So every day when he walks past, it's through all the all the what do you call it stuffing? <laughs> what, do you, what do you call it? Filling, pie filling. Uh, and he he takes that stank with him, <laughs> that and he stank. likes it. And it, it it wakes him up in the morning. He's got a very strict schedule, so this smell 
tells him that he's on time mm. when they're, when it's getting cooked. And, um, ah. But another smell that he thinks is, is he finds very comforting and, uh, and, and reminiscent of past times is, uh, is charcoal or like burned wood. Um, probably obvious from the name bow burners, but they, they like fire and burning things. And so it reminds him of his first family. <laughs> you should, listeners, you should see the the most sweetest, pleasantest of smiles on Mike's face right now. It looked like he was having the most beautiful, reminiscent moment. <laughs> yeah, it looked like you just woke up from a very good dream. You know? <laughs> I am satisfied. The smell of burnt wood. <laughs> and we actually got a taste of this in episode one, when you talked about the Pied Piper copycat. Oh, with the rats? Yeah. We'd, you said that uh, there was a newspaper clipping that uh, the place where he'd been spotted at would mysteriously burn down. Yes. Mm-hmm. That was deliberate, although I did forget about it. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. I've just listened to episode one far too many times. Editing that first episode has not been fun. <laughs> but I'm learning. Alrighty, then let's have a recap of what happened last session. Well... After finally getting permission from an exasperated Davenport, the crew continued their preliminary investigation of the Belgrave Square Museum. Although they failed to get entry to the tantalizingly mysterious locked storeroom, Maeve was able to succeed in getting the trust of the guard, Mr. Baker. With this trust in hand, Maeve decided the best course of action would be to hold a seance in the Indian exhibit to gather more information on the location's supernatural happenings. The spirit she spoke with told her that an entity who lived at the museum was angry, although not of the spiritual plane, but did not clearly determine what this entity was attached to and what activities it had been up to. With news of the impending arrival of the SSPP to hold an overnight investigation, the team then left to gather their thoughts. Upon leaving the museum, they encountered once again Miss Fletcher of the Lotties and Totties. Fletcher told them that she had a vested interest in the goings-on in the museum, as a sister of one of her gang members, Rosie, used to work there, but had gone missing several days ago, apparently along with some other staff members as well. She then charged the team with uncovering the whereabouts of Rosie and helping her gather more information on a seemingly nefarious Lord Winford. Let's kick off, shall we? We we we. So, y'all, y'all. I say I'm trying to get my. Wow. I'm trying to get back to my Yorkshire accent. I don't know y'all's there. <clears throat> I was gonna say y'all is American. So, hey up. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> so, we begin early next morning. The sun is slowly pushing through the morning smog of London, breaking through for a brief moment and setting the grey cobbled streets and the lazy Thames in a warm, fresh glow. I will say that um, you all spent uh, a pretty uh, decent night, actually. Really good night's sleep, Maeve. No visions. Good for you. Great. I slept well. Mm-hmm. Sounds like you all slept well. And it is now uh, first thing in the morning of the next day of your investigations. Uh, how's about uh, you all tell us what uh, what are you guys doing in the morning? 
What are your morning routines when I you wake up? I assume Connor wakes up first, you know? Absolutely. Connor's up to crack it on. Um, he, I never mentioned before, but he certainly has, well, hang on. Does Jacques put out his suit or does do they have no. a maid come in? It, I think it's a maid. Or a butler. Yes. So if you have a butler, we now have to create the butler. Obviously. <laughs> yes. I, th- I think there's a butler. I don't think he's like a full-time butler. I think he's maybe a butler for the whole house. Right. Where we have an apartment. All right, everyone. Mm. One one detail about the butler. How like How old is he? Where is he from? He is ninety-eight years old. All right, he's ninety-eight wow. years he old. He smells like musty, li- like a musty library. <laughs> Very old books. I'm picturing the butler from the old Lara Croft games, the one that follows you around, like oh, uh, with, the with, with the tray. <laughs> and he has a bit of a a shake. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he mm. doesn't stand completely still. I was thinking like an older Manuel. <laughs> Faulty Towers, so <laughs> I, don't, I don't get this or, reference. Uh, Faulty Towers was uh, uh, ah yeah, oh, a show with like six epi- six episodes, yeah, twelve in total. Twelve. It's an old John Cleese TV series. It is amazing. Very, very Everyone this sounds should see niche it. to me. It's, it's so I mean, good. it's niche it, for you. It's like a cult classic mm. in the UK. Yeah, it's ah. brilliant. It's John Cleese. Very very British. Classic British humor. What's his name? His- Michael Caine. <laughs> yes, 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 it is. But it's, but it's Michael Caine spelt with a K. Yes, maybe. <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Jacques, where is he from? Oh, no, 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 no. Don't ask me that. Uh, no, he, he, he's, he's from London. Is he from London? Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. bo- born and raised, never left the city. Um, mm. Whenever he walks into the room, he says, My name is Michael Caine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know, I know, I know. He's had only daughters. Uh, and because of that, even though he's very old, he's surprisingly very progressive. Oh. I like how, that. How many daughters does he have? Six. Wow. That, that is a lot of daughters, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is just the number that came to me. Well, that's good. I like it. Then Michael Caine, the butler with six daughters. Voila. And probably a lot of grandkids by now as well. If he's probably, ni- Did you say yes. 96? 98, I 98. said. 98. Oh, my. <laughs> I think many of his children are probably dead. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> well, I mean, considering, like, the, the average life expectancy at this time. His wife is definitely, so he's a widower. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if there's something mildly spooky about him, because you make a good point. In this day and age, how did he get to be 98? I don't think that he, he has children. He bathes in the I blood think- of virgins. His daughters? I said he was progressive. What the <laughs> I, I, I always thought he was, I was gay. Kidding. I just didn't think that he had a family. And I have known him for years. Just because he's well dressed doesn't mean he's gay, darling. Mm. Okay, but well, maybe, also I saw him. Uh, doesn't matter. Well, maybe I don't know. Maybe he was part of a polycule. Mm. Yep. Anyway, progressive, uh, divergent London that we're yes. in. Yes. Mm-hmm. So anyway, what happens anyway, with you Michael in the morning Kane, with Michael Caine? Mm-hmm. Um, has already been. To to leave out my my suit, and he has already left a fresh pot of coffee outside your like actual bedroom. coffee, not tea. Actual coffee, <gasps> and I imagine the smell of it will eventually will soon will wake you wake up. up to the smell of coffee. Damn, I have to reset our uh, days. May have gone without coffee board <laughs> <laughs> to zero. <laughs> and um, um, Connor will yeah he'll he'll get dressed and he'll he'll call for his his faithful hound, McCracken, mm-hmm. 
and he will um, he will head out for a walk with McCracken, leaving um, doo -doo -doo -doo, leaving a note for uh, Maeve to let her know that he'll return quite soon. So once Maeve gets up and get, sees the coffee and uh, helps herself to it, where will she find this note? Uh, the note will be oh well there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a small round table mm -hmm. beside the main armchair in the sitting room and it, it'll be vi very obvious you have to pass by it as soon as you walk out of your room okay I I, I just want to circle back on the coffee uh, even though it's a properly brewed uh, pot of coffee it's been put in a uh, teapot because <laughs> that's all we had. And to add a detail, you need it a has proper a, copper coffee we pot. We don't have it. But what I love about it is he put also the tea cozy, and the tea cozy was hand knitted by his uh, now deceased <laughs> daughter. <laughs> it's, ca it's canon. It's canon, <laughs> yes. I, 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 I think tea cozies are brilliant, and uh, I just wanted to add that detail. I, I have some very nice knitting patterns for tea cozies. Voila. But nobody, nobody wants to use them anymore. Anybody wants one, I will make them for you. That. Not sending them to, for free to the audience because if any ever any like a lot of people listen to it, no, I can't. But for you guys, for this you guys, this is merch. It's canon now. <laughs> <laughs> is that the erotic tea cozies you've been selling on Etsy? <laughs> <laughs> How did you find my Etsy? They're erotic. <laughs> I want one of a vulva. <laughs> oh, yes. Done and done. <laughs> what does an erotic tea cozy look like? Use your imagination, Lloyd. No, 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 no. I was picturing the tea spout coming out of the... <laughs> oh, okay. Use your imagination, draw she it for squirts. us, and send it to us, yes, please. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh my God, it squirts. I love it. <laughs> squirts, squirts brown. I don't like that. It's even worse if you put coffee in it because then it frothes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I love this. It's a little too close to home. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> okay, okay. Maeve, Connor, yes. Connor has left, and the smell of rich coffee is wafting to your nose. She gets up, sniffs the air, goes, oh, coffee. <laughs> and she will, without doing anything else, so her hair's a wreck, she's still in like a nightgown. Um, she'll wander out into the hallway to find the source of the smell of coffee. And when she finds the offending teapot, she'll pour herself a cup uh, and sit in the big armchair. Because why not? It is um, very comfortable. She's going to like pull her feet up onto the chair because I'm probably assuming it's too big for her. Mm. Um, and she will find Connor's note, read it and go, oh, okay. And she'll sit there. Sipping, waiting. Mm -hmm. What's she? What is? She, what's going through her head right now? She's alone in Connor's apartment. She's looking around the walls and seeing what's there. It's this is the second day of being with this crew that you just met, and now suddenly you're staying at Connor's apartment. What are your thoughts? She's kind of like they got in quite late last night, so she wouldn't have had any time to like take a look around. So maybe after a few minutes of sipping the coffee, she gets out of the chair and she starts to take a closer look at the decorations, at the books that Connor has, that sort of thing, and to try to figure out what kind of guy he is from the stuff in his home. Mm -hmm. What do you have mm -hmm. that might be interesting for me to look at um, and judge I, you on? There are maps of... Of many different places. Ireland? Um, yes. On the 
the topmost map is a map of uh, the London sewers. Ooh. Interesting. Okay. Mm. To be discussed later. <laughs> so whilst this is happening, Jacques, uh, mm. how is your morning going? Um, <clears throat> I have a question, actually. Does Michael Caine live in the maid quarters with me? Your roomies. He would have a butler. Good morning, Yes, but it's all it's all in the the old like the mid quarters. Yes. would be like a whole section of the house. But the butler would have his own uh, room. Yeah. yeah, you're in a like Charlie and Danny DeVito in Always Sunny in Philadelphia Some, situation like that. that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. I, no, I, it's I, certainly a separate room. No, separate room. But uh, he, he, he would probably be, lives in the attic. Well, uh, yes, which is where I would be too, but they're the separate rooms. Yes, uh, this room, uh, the, the Le Capitaine, when he found me, uh, had to put me somewhere and he offered to rent one of the rooms upstairs. Uh, and uh, I've taken a liking to just being able to waltz downstairs and, and hang out with Le Capitaine. Uh, Though it has now become clear that I do have a spare bedroom, which I have not left. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it, would, it, would, it wouldn't be proper... For, 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 for Just imagining so many times Jacques has been having a nightcap with you and looking longingly through the door. Mm, you have a you have a really comfy spare bed in there. No, 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 no. Because because it's I, for ladies. Voilà, voilà, exactement, uh, and precisely. And I don't want to uh, overtake uh, my captain's. Uh, uh, life, I, I, but I enjoy being part of it. Uh, but it, it, what first started as a act of kindness has now become something that I, I truly relish. And I like this simplicity because I like to spend most of my days outside, uh, if I can. Uh, but does, does Jacques have a, his own practice somewhere? We, we. However, uh, it is one of those things where it is not an official practice because Jacques actually uh, is on call for most of the gangs uh, or many of the gangs of London uh, and the rest of the time he, he treats the poor. Uh, I, I have a suggestion. Oh, voilà, I'd me. like to think that um, you charmed a vet oh. and the vet is very taken by you and they let you use their, uh, their clinic when you're treating people. And just to be clear, this vet is a man. Because uh, Jacques doesn't discriminate. Jacques is an equal opportunity seducer. Seducer. I do like the term equal opportunities lover very much. Oh yes, equal opportunity lover. Uh, so yes. now, now you got to tell us what the vet looks like. Ah, um, <laughs> how, how how old is the vet? I'd like to hear this. Thirties. Ah, so we're the same age. Is the vet already married? Is this an extra marital affair? Escandalo. Yes. Oh, fantastic. Mm. <laughs> oh, but is, is, it, is it an affair or is it just um, a flirtation? Mm. Flirtation. Mm. It's a flirtation. It's the excitement of what he can't have. Voila, voila, voila. Mm. And, uh, and it became a business opportunity. But if the two were ever to accomplish the act, then uh, you know what they say about mixing business and pleasure. What what do they say about mixing? I don't know, but they say something. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> don't mix work and play. Mm. Mm. But uh, But I digress. So tell tell us about your your morning. 
Um, so norm normally Jacques is, is, is either not yet arrived in the home or uh, like in this case, he is catching up on the sleep he didn't have. So uh, he actually sleeps late, but then uh, Michael Caine is always fantastic. <laughs> And he always uh, makes sure that my suit is whatever suit it is that I need. It's been cleaned or whatnot. Even though I am not fully 100% part of the house, he extends this graciousness. Merci again to the Le Capitaine. Uh, and uh, I have my morning suit, so I make sure I look prim and proper before coming down, but I do come down quite You come late. down and you see Maeve in her nightgown. Oh. <laughs> Hair completely like a giant nest. Disarray. Uh, mm -hmm. She's okay. drinking coffee and studying a map very intently. And of course, Jacques says, you are looking most dashing this morning. I see you. <laughs> she jumps. Yes. <laughs> Just uh, steps in the doorway. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it must be the coffee, Bonjour. no? <laughs> He probably could have said something way worse. Yeah. She, she she jumps because you startled her. Ah. She like whips around and she goes, Oh, Jacques. Right. You also live here. I should have known that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, have you found anything interesting in the room? The map of the sewer here. Ah, uh, yes. And we, we see Maeve <laughs> and Jacques bend over the map going, hmm, in a pensive fashion as we swipe and cut over <laughs> to Lloyd. What does your morning look like, Lloyd? The same as every morning. Sitting in a shower drain. Do you want me to just cut in your, your day from the first episode? <laughs> Yeah, 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 copy paste it. So he wakes up. It. He wakes up at six a.m. He puts the kettle. He sits on his bed, uh, waking up for fifteen minutes. He puts the kettle on at quarter past six. He has a cup of tea. <laughs> he puts uh, the kettle. We know he doesn't have an electric kettle in his bedroom. No, no, it's like a gas stove. He has a small stove in the corner. Oh, does he? Okay. Yeah. Do we even have electricity? Yes. yes. It's Victorian London, so. Okay, mm -hmm. you keep saying that, and I keep saying I don't know anything mm. about Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it would be I, probably a wood yeah. fire, yeah, mm. coal fire. Is that yeah. what you still use that? Yeah, okay, yeah, it's a coal fire then. Um, one of those. Uh, and then he opens the window at 6.30 and hears the same people passing by and recognizes all the noises, and that's how he knows he's, he's not dreaming. <laughs> morning, Sally! Oh yeah, good morning, Mr. Herbert! <laughs> Fine day for it, innit? And he's oh, there, like, yes. he's mouthing all this to himself as it happens. <laughs> <laughs> the same uh, conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, and then he, and then he he, uh, he shaves. He, he freshly trims all of his facial hair off um, to get his nice baby face going. And then he goes over the notes from yesterday, uh, checks his calendar or his little his notes, his plan, whatever he's going to do, uh, and all the stuff that he's got his contacts to do and whatnot, and just is, yeah, he's organized. Um, it's difficult to describe an organized morning because I live far from that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, everything's to the minute. He has like the same morning every day. Mm -hmm. um, did we tell Lloyd to meet us? at uh, Le Capitaine's apartment in the morning? I'm assuming that you agreed to meet somewhere, uh, but you can you can decide where that somewhere is. It can be at Connor's apartment, it could be at the pub, it could be at the pie shop, I or wherever you want home, to go. I was going to bring back fresh baked bread. So mm. if everyone's oh, yes. left, I'm going to be very upset. No, Maeve's <laughs> not leaving. 
You can't bring outside food into the pie shop. <laughs> no, back to my apartment. <laughs> So well, let's get to your place. <laughs> you can bring a pie. Don't honor. don't bother bringing any pies. It's fine. Well, uh, you try you try to sneak out without Mrs. Mundy seeing you, but she stops you and fo- like thrusts a couple of pies into your hands. Uh, thank you, thank you, Miss Mundy. I must be on my way. I can't have you going out on an empty stomach. Never. Alrighty, you be you be safe today. What what's today's flavour? <laughs> Mystery. It's Mystery Monday, isn't it? It's Mystery Monday. <laughs> I forget every week. Monday's Mystery Monday. <laughs> oh no, I'm not eating that. <laughs> it's better than Miscellaneous Monday. <laughs> What's better, Mystery or Miscellaneous? Miscellaneous Monday is once a month. <laughs> the mystery is it's Miscellaneous. Monthly Miscellaneous Monday. <laughs> All right, so, and Lloyd just uh, leaves the pie shop and he's walking over to Connor's place, is that it? He is. Mm-hmm. All right, does he have, like, a particular route that he walks every day? It's, like, the same route, or...? Yeah, and it's not the fastest route. Hmm. So he meanders. The what, scenic what, route. Is there something that he likes to look at or go past on the way? It's a mixture of um, going past, like, he knows where all the gangs operate because he used to run with them. Uh, so he kind of goes... He makes a bunch of checks, check stops, point stop, what the fuck, detours <laughs> uh, along the way to go to places where those guys like to hang out if they want to, if they've got messages for him, they'll like meet him there. But uh, the other half of it is just like, it's a morning walk for him. It's like the only chance. He's got a pretty hectic life and he's always thinking and uh, when he's not sat in the storm drain, he's, so this is like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's equal parts business and pleasure. Mostly pleasure. It doesn't happen every day that they, uh, that they, they someone gives him work there. Mm. Okay. So the question is, as Lloyd is on his way to the apartment, does he meet Connor on the way or does he arrive before Connor gets back? No, I want to no. say before. On we, time. You yeah. find him. You know where he goes. So you, you, you mapped it out in your mind. You're like, mm, it's this time I'm going to find out where he's at. I know he's going to be a little bit late, so I find I, you down an alleyway somewhere. I, I think you probably try to accost me, but it's like it's this game we play, where like you you try to sneak up on me and you never can, and you try to attack me, and I'm like, ah, get back, you rapscallion. <laughs> but it's just like it's sparring. It's like your morning exercise. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. That's mm-hmm. fun and cute. It's a it's a it's a game of trying to surprise the other without the other one knowing. But the, the fact is that Con- Connor has McCracken with him, so well, it's yeah, not yeah. easy for him to sneak up on him. So Lloyd is like trying to get him at the angle and be like, "Good morning," and every time it's like, "I knew you were there." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Alrighty, so you pick up Connor on the way, and you guys arrive back at Connor's apartments to find uh, a well caffeinated Maeve and a well-dressed Jacques looking over the maps on the table. At some point, Maeve needs to, like, go get dressed. Yeah, I was to ask, have you made yourself presentable yet? Yeah, I'll, I'll say between mm. the time of running into Jacques and Connor coming home, Maeve will have uh, gotten fully dressed and fixed her hair up into some kind of bun situation uh, may i pick up the today's newspaper in the meantime then uh you certainly can and is there 
an interesting article in it. Define interesting. Do you want me to improv something or is it related to the case? Um, no, I doubt there'll be anything to the case, but... Um, ah, there'll probably be a report on the, on the riot slash protest from the we? day before. Yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Headlines. <clears throat> Rebel riot rouses blockade Westminster. Not bad. I like that. Of course, it's a very scathing, biased mm. report. Um, of course. That's not really telling the truth that, uh, about what the protest was about, and it's more troublemakers trying to stir up political unrest. What's Jacques' thought on that? I think Jacques, one more time, is sitting there going like, propaganda. Uh, what world do we live in until the truth is not reported on? Unbelievable. They didn't even mention I was there. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Is he that narcissistical? Maybe no. I think I think he jokes about it. I'm gonna say yeah. I yes. think I think he does it for bits. Whatever. Mm -hmm. So when Connor comes in, uh, I think he'll he'll uh, put down uh, a bag of fresh bread on the on the table, and. Um, yeah, gather everyone around, and uh, so what is are everyone's thoughts on the mystery which has been presented to us? Something weird's afoot. Not quite sure what yet. Does anyone have uh, an idea of what Maeve we're dealing with? Maeve pours herself a second cup of coffee. Uh, I've, I've told you this before. Uh, some sort of undead. They brought a mummy a vampire or something, and it's in that back room, I tell you. What is your fi fixation on the undead? It is. He just thinks they're neat. No. <laughs> it's, well, let's just, let's just say it is a... Jacques a, gets a thousand-yard stare. Yes. <laughs> I've, I've lived through some shit, you know? <laughs> I do not know. Please, elaborate. Uh, you know, um, uh, let me let me think. What? 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 what okay, well, hold on. Let me think. Well, for a I, second. I would also say if you're not ready to reveal that, mm. you can like dodge the question. I think I will. Mm. Uh, I think uh, this 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 conversation is for a more calm time, I believe. But uh, I'll it hold you to that. Of course. There's a croissant in the bag. She winks. You can use it as, as a distraction. Oh, whatever, well, well, yes. <laughs> no, no, this, this brings up a very good question. Uh, are we more croissant or are we more crumpets? Croissant. Oh. A, the, I, 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 got, I got a variety for everyone. Was that mm. an impressed? Oh. Oui. Well, I, I feel like maybe I feel like maybe Jacques is particular about that. Like, there's mm. a French uh, patisserie somewhere where, like, Connor knows that he doesn't really like English bread or anything that much. If he has to pick up a croissant for you, maybe Lloyd likes crumpets. But or like crumpets versus croissant is like no contest. Croissants are way better. You say in Ooh. front of the two English folk oui. here. Yes, I do because I've had I've had them. I mean, out of character, I agree. God damn it. <laughs> Thank you. Depends what you're putting on that crumpet. Exactly. What if it's cr clotted cream and... Yeah, you gotta, ha you gotta yeah. have a... Hello there, dear listener. This is Jan in editor mode, speaking to you directly from my desk whilst editing this episode. So this debate over croissants and crumpets goes into some pretty good detail and clocks in at about six minutes long. 
For the sake of keeping things moving, I decided to cut it. But since I wouldn't want to deny you some of our fun content, you can find the full unedited discussion at the end of the episode in the post credits. Now, yeah, where were we? It changes every five miles. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, excellent. Uh, so whilst we are... So everybody's around the table having their bread of choice. What are we? Crumpets not bread. Their baked good of choice. There we go. Well, uh, crumpets not baked. <laughs> Wait, what? They're not baked? Um, as you guys are sitting around having your breakfast, is there anything else you want to discuss before oui. I move on? Um, <clears throat> strange things are afoot indeed. Yes, you are absolutely right, Maeve. I, 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 uh, this whole thing, I cannot make heads or tails out of it. I am very, very much confused. And I'm starting to think that perhaps, perhaps the SSPP are somehow involved in this, not only as investigators, but perhaps as instigators. What makes you think that? They seem to be very, very tight with the, the curator, Monsieur Davenport. Almost, almost as if they knew what, what was in the back room. Did they mention the back room? No. Didn't they? Wasn't there, wasn't there some conversation with Lord Stash and uh, Monsieur Davenport? Didn't I you didn't say hear so? about this. Did you overhear something? I did. Capitaine. I thought so. Well, enlighten the group, please. Yes. He, uh, he can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Flashback to yes. Jan narrates the vision in Connor's mind as he remembers eavesdropping on Lord Winford and uh, Mr. Davenport as Winford was taking notes in a notebook and saying, hmm, yes, of course. Davenport was like, this cannot be happening today. I just, uh, this is just the worst timing. I I cannot be, just, you need to take care of this. Yes, of course. (laughs) You know, we always do. Unfortunately, Connor doesn't remember this, so he doesn't relate it to you. <laughs> Flashback to back, back to Connor's living room, and there's just a. <laughs> but okay, okay. So it's not specific, but it sounds as if they are talking about something uh, that they both understand. And maybe I jump the 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 gun. Well, it's something we can look into, but mm. we can get we can get it. into that back room mm. somehow. Technically, I just need some lockpicks. Ah, what are facts? What we got? <sighs> um, just the facts. <laughs> that's that's uh, the new the new India exhibition is uh, is uh, how would I say it uh, comes in time with the sudden disappearances, I think, and the quittings, uh, the sounds. Yes. Is that true? The exhibit's new and they only started... Did he make that up? Uh, it's, it's, it's partially true. Okay. It's partially um, true. Most... Like the, the Indian exhibit has been there for three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been staff that left um, during that time. Um, but there were some staff before that who also left. Mm. Again, maybe I'm jumping the gun. Guys, help me out here. Um, the The... Approximate assumption would be that, um, in general, people were leaving, but with all of the political unrest 
um, regarding um, the newly independent India and holding the Indian artifacts there, the intensity has gotten higher in the streets um, and in public discourse about um, artifact repatriation in the three weeks since this exhibit turned up. Right, maybe they were fearing their safety. Right. Maybe the people quitting is unrelated to the paranormal mystery. Well, we know that Arvason is an outsider, right? We know that much from your seance. Are you assuming it's just one? Oh, it could be more. Vason. 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 But our Vason, regardless... Actually, that's true. It's ...is an outsider. <laughs> as a group or as a singular... Uh, and it ain't really a resignations I'm interested in. It's more the uh, the disappearances. Mm. On that topic, do we know that uh, Mademoiselle Rosie's disappearance is uh, something tied to the Vaison? Vaison? Of the Vaison? Or could it be tied to the political situation? Is there a bit of human foul play at play in here? Um, I get a very sinister vibe from the spirits that I spoke to, so I'm more inclined to say it's related to the Vaison. But don't quote me on it. Could be wrong. Well, we can't count the dis- the, uh, we can't discount the possibility that, um... Lloyd, have you gotten any more information on, the? Um I know you sent off stuff. At that moment, the door, there's a knock at the door and it opens. You hear a distinct rat clattering of um, silverware as Michael Caine <laughs> enters the room and says, mm, pa- pardon me, sirs. Oh, and madam, um, some letters have arrived. It appears to be for your uh, compatriot Lloyd here. And he hands you, I think. Very good, Caine. Uh, let me see, how many notes did he give you? One, two. He gives you three notes. Thank you, Mr. Kane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, Mr. Kane. Um, she was only 15 years old. Happy to be of service. <laughs> and he starts to take away some of the, some of the dirty plates and stuff from your breakfast. Go and have a sit, Mr. Kane. I can hear you creaking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if I sit down, I'll never get back up, I'm sure. Uh, My grandfather like used to, to say that all the time. <laughs> I would like to read through the, just what, what, what we got. What's, what okay. do I see if I skim these? You, you have two notes that you know to be uh, the way that your messengers write, and you have a third note that you don't recognize the style. The first note... Um, is from one of your messengers. Are you trying to find out who owns the museum? The note tells you that um, they exhausted a lot of their leads and it's all wrapped up very tight. They couldn't get a name. However, what they have got for you is the name of a person who deals in um, like a tracking historical lineage. It seems like it's owned by someone very wealthy and very aristocratic, but it was all a mystery. They couldn't tie down who it was. But they're like, if you're looking for somebody in the aristocracy, 
this is the person to talk to and they give you a name is like someone who works in heraldry and family trees and stuff so you have a contact that you can go to um to start looking into this question what's their name what is their name what do we think uh lucius lemon <laughs> lucius like luscious lemon lucius lemon what? Is canon. <laughs> Lucius Lemonder. Ah, yes. There you go. So yeah. you have one Lucius Lemonder who uh, can maybe help you unravel um, this. The second note, um, you sent out a, let uh, a message trying to find out uh, information about Daisy. Um, Daisy didn't want to speak to the messenger, but she said that she would speak to you in person and you've got an address for where she is. The third note um, is not one that you recognize and it says, uh, Dear Lloyd, I found out some very disturbing information this morning that I think you must be privy to. The guard, Mr. Baker, who is working at the museum, has this morning been reported to be in a catatonic state and has been returned to his home. I suggest you go and see him and see what it is all about. Regards, Fletcher. Well, I think these, uh, th these correspondences might make our decision for us. We've got a few new leads here. Sounds like it. Well, thank God, because we were treading water there, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where, where are these two locations that we have to go to on the map? None of those by? are decided. These are all up for us to improvise. Well, luckily, they're next door to one of them. <laughs> <laughs> isn't, uh, isn't this Daisy your 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 neighbour? <laughs> yeah. well, I can I can tell you that Daisy lives um, in the territory where the Lotties and Toys are based, which is around Elephant and Castle. Uh, Shall we split up so that there's only two people per scene? That could be good, yeah, because then each person will get a little bit of spotlight and we can well, cover a bit of ground. Maeve needs to go to see Mr. Baker, obviously, because he was friendly with her. Who, so yeah, who wants to come with Maeve? So she, and he's catatonic, so... Uh, oh, Jacques and Maeve together. Should we... Okay, yeah, of course. God pleasure. But um, <laughs> does that mean that the two of you would go see Mamadou Daisy? Daisy? Yeah. That could actually work. I, I, yeah. I like it. Okay. Get your flirt on. Well, <laughs> no, 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 I'm very professional, please. Or maybe. Oh, no, no, he couldn't. Or maybe. <laughs> okay, then why why don't you, let's say we cut from uh, the breakfast scene as everybody has uh, an idea of where they're, where they're going. Mm. Let's kick off uh, with Connor and Lloyd. So you know that Daisy's address is around somewhere around Elephant and Castle, which is the Lotties and Toys territory. Um, you, we see a, a shot as we uh, swipe and cut to you. The two of you are walking down a very busy street. Do I have McCracken with me? Do you want to have McCracken with you? Uh, I do, but if it's inappropriate, no. I will not. Um, I will only, I will tell you if there's a time where you can't have McCracken. Okay, but if you want to have McCracken with you, absolutely, the party needs a mascot. No, McCracken is with us. Okay, so the three of you, we start with a shot of McCracken's paws. 
uh, on the pavement and pans around to your boots. And we go up and we see you two looking very kind of business faces um, as you're going about the street. As you enter the area around Elephant and Castle, you do notice there's a lot fewer men. There's a lot of women in the streets and a lot of the women are giving you the side eye. Um, is it the good side eye or is it the bad side eye? It's a... Is it the stink eye or is it the... It's a... Let's just say it's suspicious as in... Right. I've, I've, I've seen you. Right. Uh, and they're, they're watching you. So it's a stank eye. It's not stank eye, quite, okay. but it's more like... Sniffy eye. <laughs> sniffy eye, sure. Not quite got to stank yet. <laughs> um, and you just know that you're being watched. Right. Uh, and uh, someone want to make me some kind of perception roll? Oh, can I do a vigilance roll? Yes, you can. Can I have my plus three from a kraken? Yes, you can. Yeah. Vigilance. I got a one. Oh, good thing I have my kraken because there's only four plus three, so it's seven. Six there. I got no successes. Mm. Oh, I'll push it. You can. I was also just going to go with the whole you, 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 uh, you pass, but something else happens. But okay. I don't. Okay. But I can't really think of what would happen to you at this point. So it's not particularly dangerous or anything. So. Okay, I'll Do you push, want to push it. it? Uh, I'll push it in okay. that case. What's our, what's the penalty for failure? I don't think there is one. Oh no, if you push it, there is a penalty, right? There's a penalty for failure. Let's say I walk into a lamppost or something. <laughs> um. Okay, I know. And the embarrassment just kills you. <laughs> there is two successes there. Okay, so. There are two successes. Um, you notice that. Uh, McCracken is looking very interested uh, down some side streets. His ears are twitching. And as you, you look not on the main streets, but if you start glancing down alleyways, you can tell there's a lot of movement going on in the side streets. And there seems to be... Um, how to describe? There's a lot of uh, wood being carried about and like piles of wood being stockpiled in places women with their their sleeves all rolled up, rolled up and their their skirts all tucked up and they're carrying around um, a lot of heavy lumber Lloyd my good man does this activity mean anything to you could be the toys are setting up another setting up for another protest or maybe something a bit more building some artillery maybe yes they're very well versed in the trebuchet <laughs> as we all know does it does it does it look like they are gathering things to create some kind of uh, like a barricade for a protest or are they building something? What does it? I'd say at this point it would be hard to tell. Right. Okay. It's just more like it's being collected and stacked. Right. Okay. There's no building work. Right. Interesting. Connor takes note of this. He continues. This is where I'm going to put in the little sound effect of, like, um, Clue updated. Da -da -da -da. <laughs> in Connor's notebook. Best be keeping eyes front around here. Don't want to see anything you don't want to. Better be careful of them prying eyes. See something you like. Case in point. <laughs> yeah, that Toph looks like he's got some right stuff on him. I reckon we could take him. 
I assure you, I'll try. <laughs> I assure you, he's not as well off as he looks. <laughs> I I'd, I'd let him give me a pat down anyway. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, <laughs> um, I think that uh, McCracken would like give them a bit of a growl if anyone came too close. What a cute puppy! Well, he's up to my waist. He's done. Yes. How tall are you, four foot? <laughs> no, he's a, he's an Irish wolfhound, so he's like, he's pretty big. I mean, just for everyone else, I don't know about you, but I call all dogs puppy regardless of how right. big they are. Okay. <laughs> You're not the only one I've uh, heard that from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Settle down there, McCracken. So, you want to find yourself on your into Daisy's lodgings and or to yes. Daisy's lodgings. Yes. So there's a whole bunch of kind of slummy kind of buildings around a couple of corners, um, a whole kind of like uh, shacks kind of put together. And uh, from what you heard, uh, Daisy and Rosie stayed in one of these down a couple of side streets away from the main road of Elephant and Castle. So you find the door. <laughs> um, would you care to go first or? Yeah, you're, this is more your area. Your demographic. I think you should knock on the door. Can I help you? Daisy. Who's asking? My name's Lloyd. Lloyd of uh, where am I from? London. Of Hackney. We, we've Lloyd we've, of Hackney, we've already <laughs> established that you're Lloyd of Hackney. Lloyd of Hackney. Oh. Uh, I, uh, oh, yeah, do you? Um. She, there's like a bit of a rustling and she comes to the door. Uh, can I, uh, can I help you? I, we hope so, yes. Uh, add a word with your boss, Miss Fletcher, yesterday. Oh, Molly sent you. She did. Oh, uh, oh, thank God. Uh, you better come in then. Much obliged. I'll, uh, I'll put some tea on. <laughs> And a bowl of water for the dog, if you don't mind. Oh, what, uh, what a cute puppy. <laughs> Cer- certainly can't. She can't. says, looking up to him. <laughs> How small is she? <laughs> she jam-sized. Um, oh, uh, uh, c- certainly. Please, uh, please come in. And she ushers you. It's like a very, just a single room, bed sit with a little stove, uh, a double bed where you can assume that both of them have kind of lived in this really small lodging. Yeah. So, um, uh, Molly, Molly sent you. Yeah, she said you've, uh, said one of yours has gone missing. My Rosie, yeah. <sighs> yeah, me and my friend specialise in finding lost folks. So, uh, wondering if you can uh, give us any information that Fletcher didn't see fit to give us yesterday uh, oh well uh what what kind of information you missing when did you last see rosie um about four five days ago what were you doing when you saw her oh she was leaving for work anything seen seem off about her uh she'd been a bit upset the last days because a lot of the staff had left and she was the last one and uh, she had a bit too much work on, um, but she said the the pay was still good, so uh, she wanted to keep doing it and um, making sure she kept an eye on the old folks who were left. She kind of liked taking care of that uh, baker and Milner. She said they were good to her, 
So she didn't want to abandon him. Do you make an honest living, Rosie? Or does she do work for Miss Fletcher too? Oh no, she's she's the one living the honest living. She uh, she's the kosher one. Um, but as we all know, doing an honest living ain't gonna get you very far these days. So uh, I supplement our living. Now, Daisy, do you have any? Uh, do you know if you have any enemies? Somebody might wanna take something dear to you. Enemies. Well, I mean, she's associated with the Lotties and Totties, but I'm a nobody in the Lotties and Totties. I can't imagine anyone wants to come after me for nothing. Mm, uh, I can't remember. I think she already gave me some something here, but... Uh, did, yeah, did Rosie say anything funky? Anything weird? In the days that led up to her missingness? Not particularly. Did your sister keep a journal or a diary of any kind? Um, hmm. I hadn't planned for that, but let's say yes. Yes, and. Um, yeah. Um, I, I think, I think I know where she kept it. Yeah. Hold on. Do, would you mind if we had a look at it? Um, if you can find some clues in it, yeah. Um, hold on and she kind of she goes and she grabs like a trunk and she climbs on top of it into like the rafters and she picks out like a, a tattered book she said I can't make egg no tales of this um I'm, I'm not literate she was a literate one if you can find some clues in it maybe yeah I I, I happily give it to you is, is it what size is, it? is this something we can read now or is this something we should take with us I mean it's probably quite a thick one but nice. um um, I, you, you can skim just the recent pages if you want. Yeah, sure. I'll skim the recent pages. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, yeah, that's what I'll do. Mm-hmm. I made some notes about this actually. Is the diary actually more of a uh, like bird watching diary? And you're going to have to decipher between the pages of like, <laughs> I saw a seagull today. Maybe There's it was a, a bird like, watching diary, but all the bird watching references are code. Oh, snaps. I'm not going to yes and that. <laughs> <laughs> so the the summary, uh, if, if you skim through some pages, you I'll give you a summary of some of the things that she said. That um, she enjoys working there. It's good money. She mostly delivers messages and brings like food and drink to, to the staff. She was sad when the numbers started to dwindle. Um, but some people were kind of scared because of the political pressure and the stuff going on with people protesting against uh, the exhibits, but she had protection from the Lotties and Totties, so she she was all right with it. Um, she said the only staff she didn't really get along with was Davenport, but he didn't like anyone. Um, and Mrs. Milliner on various days seemed quite agitated because there seemed to be um, on some days like like uh, groups of she only writes toffs there were sometimes groups of toffs that would come to the museum and disturb they seemed to disturb uh, like Miss Milliner um, or it made her a little bit upset um, and uh, throwing their weight around a bit some of them were a bit creepy. Is there a description of these toffs? No. Okay, it doesn't mention anyone else by name other than Davenport. 
No. Oh, there was another thing. Um, there is one other entry I'd forgotten about. Um, this is how it seems that this is how the information got out that people were missing. The person who quit before Rosie disappeared. Uh, she had grown to like them quite a bit, so um, when she heard that they quit, she was quite sad. So she packed up some food and she went to visit them um, to like see why they left and if they were okay. And um, like the the person, people who lived nearby, said that they hadn't seen them for several days. What was the name of this person? There's only the first name. Dan, do we have an address? Is there... No, I doubt it. Right. If you're talking oh, yeah. to your friend, it's your personal journal. You're like, if this is a video game, though, they, they mm. would definitely have like full name. That is true. Full address. Quest marker. Got a, I've got a list of NPCs. I, 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 I almost wanted to be just the first name, and we have to go and find the records later on. But you're right. If this was a video game, there would also would be a quest marker control. on the map for us to follow. Charlie. <laughs> trying to is, jump up the sides of does, buildings. <laughs> does Charlie with a Y? Sure. Mm, Charlie with a Y, that could be a girl long. Actually, give me that box that's behind you. I said actually that when I make NPCs now, I'm going to roll for gender. Oh, apologies. So one, one is male, two is female, three is non-binary, and four is re-roll. Oh. Uh, Charlie is of indeterminate gender. Excellent. Is there, uh, I will also ask uh, Rosie, no, Daisy, if Rosie kept an address book, just in case. She did not. Okay. Mm, good call. So, Lloyd, it looks like your uh, contacts might need to find us some more information on this Charlie person. Yeah, never a day off. Um, I will let him know, but as for now, Daisy... Well, what do you reckon, Connor? I think we got what we came for. Um, D Daisy, did yeah. Rosie have any um, prized possessions, items of sentimental value that were in any way unusual? Very interesting. <laughs> Why do you say that? Something, <laughs> supposed to be something that she would go. leave at home. But was sentimental. Oh, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a bit silly, really. But um, and she goes over to the bed and she pulls out a rag doll. I, uh, I made this for her when she was just little, um, and she, she always kept it. Um, you think you need it for something? I would like um, one of my colleagues to take a, a look at it, if you don't mind, and I'll return it and your sister's diary with uh, one of my colleague's um, messenger boys as soon as possible. She gives you a quizzical look and she says, but like, she thinks about how Molly has brought you, so she's like, um, if it means my Rosie might come back, then, uh, yeah, all right, yeah. Um, Ms. Smith, I thank you for your assistance in this and your openness to our sometimes unusual manner of conducting investigations. If it gets results and Molly is uh, vouching for you and it means Rosie, I might see my Rosie again, then 
I'll do whatever it takes. And if anything else comes to your attention, or indeed if you're in any trouble at all, uh, you can contact us here and I give her an address for us for her to find us. Um, I can't read it, but I'm sure someone else can tell me where it is. <laughs> <laughs> give it to a constable and they'll point you in the right direction. Uh, I'm not going to talk to no copper, <laughs> but I'm sure that Miss Fletcher can tell me where it is. Lord I'm sure she can. Lloyd's just shaking his head when you mention coppers. <laughs> <laughs> One of those good find upstanding constables will point you in the direction. <laughs> Daisy just kind of like slightly shakes her head like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Either that or he'll harass and beat you. <laughs> well, um, I'll, I'll thank you. And if there's anything I can do in return... Have you got any sugar? <laughs> if I can help you at some time with any any questions or anything oh, right, or yes. some kind of help. Well, I am sure I can uh, take you up on that offer at some point. Um, very well. All right. Thank you. But let's not go promising things before we deliver, eh? Oof. Aren't you just a bed of roses? <laughs> Daisy, she just kind are, of like looks at her feet. <laughs> Daisy, we are going to do our very best to find your sister for you. Ah, uh, thank you, because uh, if you don't, no one else will. Don't you worry about it. And we'll leave. She, yeah, she just nods silently. And scene. Back to us. Yes, back to you guys. So, Jacques and Maeve are on their way to see the bakers. Does maybe Jacques uh, have uh, a medicine bag that he would take with him, for example? Yes, he, he, he usually carries his doctor bag. His doctor's bag. Uh, what is inside the doctor's bag? Um, doctors. Doctors. <laughs> it's a bag of doctors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to say a, a scapel, but uh, I'm too afraid that that uh, someone might mistake that as a as a weapon. Uh, I mean, you're a doctor. You can get away with it. Moi, I'm I'm just trying to think. What what would a doctor at this time have? In his bag. Stethoscope. Stethoscope. Mm -hmm. A bag of leeches. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Some kind of thing that widens places. <laughs> Some, like a forceps. Grips, a forceps and a grips and sort of like a saw. Oh, dear. Yes, probably. One of those things for opening chests. Mm, uh, probably a few small vials of uh, alcohol. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. In in the back. roll up bit of leather for chewing on when you're yeah. for biting down off. on uh. when you're having a bit cut off you. In the bag, he also always uh, carries a, a small bottle of uh, wine. The wine is purely for him. Mm -hmm. uh, so That's you can not say fair. You should doctor. share. But I mean, if I must share, no, 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 no. I'm waiting for the opportunity to share. But the bottle is not is not a, a medical. I should say. Right. Uh, it's just in the bag. Mm, oui, oui. He also has a uh, a bottle with a little uh, dangerous written on it. Uh, and uh, he has a small partition where he keeps his uh, rolling tobacco, uh, which perhaps is starting to grow a little light after all that's been happening. What are you carrying with you? Do you, do you carry your candles? No. Uh, Maeve will have her tarot cards she always keeps on her, um, and uh, a dagger that she has um, 
holstered under her skirts. And yeah, probably not a whole lot else. Maybe a change purse with a few coins, a notebook, that sort of thing. I love it. Um, might I make a recommendation? Uh, would the, I think the god, Monsieur Baker, would actually live on the outskirts of London, but he would live further out west London, as if it was aspirational. He, he's not close enough to London to be in part of the fancy area, but he, he aspires to one day, you know, maybe be able to move closer into London. Mm -hmm. and so he lives on the on the west side of, of London. Uh, yes, I, I like the idea that the, the, the simple man is, uh, has got these dreams of coming into the city. Is that an idea that we're okay with? That's perfectly mm -hmm. fine. I think you're the one who knows the most about London, so. Moi. <laughs> yeah, I was only just there last week, so. I know, it looked good. Let's cut to your approach to Mr. Baker's house and paint a picture for us. What does this part of London look like? Hmm. Um, so it, it's, it's, it's a bunch of homes that are all almost identical uh, in a row. They all have uh, they all have a, a semi garden in front, but the the telltale signs that it is not a wealthy area would be the fact that none of the uh, front gardens are, are well kept at all. Uh, uh, yes. And all of the houses are quite slim in comparison. Major um, terrace or the separately oh no they're, they're all they're all attached they're all attached but they yeah, all terrace, have terrace they, yeah, yeah. Terrace. and they all have a little little uh, little garden in the front as well as well as behind but um, you can see the ones there are some where people care a lot and they tend our gardens I wonder if the does Monsieur Baker does he take care of his garden maybe his wife does mm. uh, who does he live with his wife and does he have kids? I didn't write any, but you can write some in if you like. Mm. His How kids old was he? In his fifties. Yeah, his he kids probably have, left. have kids, but they're older now. Yeah, they've yeah. left, and uh, he struggles to make payment for his house. Aww. <laughs> uh, the rent, the rent has gone up, but he is too proud to to ever move. I think. His wife loves the garden too much. Voila, voila, voila. So the two of you, um, we see uh, Maeve and Jacques uh, going down the street together. It's a bit of a slightly kind of dingy feeling neighborhood, but we see, we approach and we see this garden. It's beautifully tended. There's all kinds of flowers. It looks really cheery and welcoming amongst the, the dreary kind of feel of these raw houses. It's like the one exceptional bright garden in the middle of this. Maybe there's garden gnomes. Oh, yes. Maybe there's garden gnomes. Do you want to roll to see if there's garden gnomes? I, I mean, like... Ter like oh, terracotta ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, they, absolutely. They, there's loads of them, in fact. Okay, what kind of poses are they in? <laughs> One of them is digging a hole. Another has a wheelbarrow. <laughs> <laughs> Another is fishing. <laughs> Yeah, perfect. One is smelling his finger. No. <laughs> Come on, we were doing so good. <laughs> so, you approach the door. Uh, I, th I think Jacques uh, cannot help pay a compliment and just says, uh, 
Well, uh, that's uh, simply delightful. Knock, knock, knock. knock. On the door. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a little while until the door is opened, and but when it, it when it is, uh, you see a short woman, quite round with white hair in her fifties. She has a very red face. She's obviously been crying a lot. And she opens the door and she has a big handkerchief in her hand. She's sniffling and she's like, I'm, I'm very sorry, now is not a very good time. Mrs. Baker? Yeah, that's me. We're here to see your husband? My oh. friend's a doctor. Oh, oh um, yeah, uh, a doctor, that, that, that is all right what we need right now. Um, uh, who, who, who sent you? Um... I wish to be very honest with you, Mrs. Baker. We met your husband yesterday, oh. and he left us a quite a good impression. Oh. And I did leave him with some medical advice. As such, I feel it is my responsibility. Do not worry; I will not charge you a penny. Oh, um, well, very, very kind. You gave him advice. I, I, I didn't, I didn't know that he wasn't feeling well. For his nerves, as you might have heard. Uh, things have been difficult at work. Have you heard anything about that? I heard a lot about what he told me when he was coming home. He was quite scared to be going back. Mm. Please uh, tell my associate. She is quite brilliant. But uh, where is uh, Monsieur? Uh, yes, uh, please come in. Um, I'll, I'll put on some tea and then I'll, I'll tell you all about it. I love a cup of tea. And I, uh, where is he? Is upstairs? Yeah, so she, she ushers you into the house and she leaves you up the stairs. Um, it's quite a modest uh, little place. Mm. And she leads you into the bedroom. Um, Henry Baker is still in his guard uniform. Um, he is lying on the bed. He's curled on the side in the fetal position with his arms crossed across his chest and his eyes are just bugged out. He's breathing. But Is he he's, blinking? Yes, he's very, blinking very rarely. Mm. And uh, he seems unresponsive. This is... I... Uh, um, <clears throat> um, who, who is in the room? It's just you two, uh, Mr. Baker's body. Yeah, uh, well, uh, well, Mr. Well, Baker. Me, me and uh, Mrs. Baker. Oh, all of us have gone upstairs. Yeah. Okay. And um, Mrs. Baker is stood in the doorway and she's just kind of like wringing her hands, starting to cry again. Uh, I'm going to put a comforting hand on Mrs. Baker's shoulder, pat yeah. it gently. Um, she she turns and she kind of like puts her head uh, on your shoulder as she weeps. Aww. I'll I'll give her a hug. Uh. <laughs> she seems like she needs it. <laughs> I knew he shouldn't have gone back. Shh. They're there. You were coming home so scared. It's all right. It's all right. I, I take one look at at, uh, at Mr. Baker and I, I realize maybe I am going to need Maeve's expertise in this. But uh, I, as any good doctor, must do my due diligence. I, I look at the two and I say, uh, apologies, but um, would you mind helping uh, Madame Baker with the tea? And uh, I close the door, mm -hmm. and I'm going to roll med some medicine. Oh. Figure out if I can figure out if there's anything natural uh, about this. So, state what it is that you're looking for. Great. Um, hmm. 
I, I wish I'd done some research as to uh, medical <laughs> causes before coming. But I, I think I'm going to be looking for any usual suspects. Uh, you know, does he have a fever? Does he have how's his temperature? How's his heartbeat? Mm -hmm. How's his breathing? Uh, is there is there anything that points to anything? Now, if there has there been any blows on his body, I'm mm -hmm. going to be touching around. I'm mm -hmm. going to be checking his reaction. You know, tapping on the knee, seeing if there's any. You know, like if, is he reacting? to me or mm -hmm. is he completely oblivious mm -hmm. uh, and I, I really I think even at first sight I'm thinking perhaps this isn't fully natural mm. but uh, I must do my due diligence mm. so when you say not natural do you mean as in for example some kind of spell or something that's made by this and mm, oui or yes oui voilà exactement how much uh, dice do you get for a medicine check? That, that is a very good question. You're Let's just see. picking up all of the up dice. All the dice. <laughs> precision plus medicine plus your doctor's bag. Oh, fantastic. Uh, so I have four precision. I have, uh, where's my medicine? Three medicine, so we're up to seven plus one. So I have, uh, uh, I cannot do maths. Eight. Eight. Merci, merci. Plus your doctor's bag. Yes, yes that's a plus one for my that's doctor's bag. It's only plan. a plus one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it is it's some sort of investigation you know. mm -hmm. can you hear the dice people uh, I that's have a success two a successes no. two successes really oh that's six yes clearly mm. I also cannot count two successes two successes what have I found out uh -huh. let me see what do you get with the two successes it, it could be just a simple, simple, this is not natural, or no, 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 because uh, uh, Jacques believes that the vaisseaux are, are natural, uh, and they're just part of the science, but this is not, <laughs> or is it poison? Any, yes, anything like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, here's what you learn. You examine the, you examine the body, um, No, 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 the, the, the patient, he's the, not dead yeah. yet. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. You examine the patient. He has um, an elevated heart rate. He has a cold sweat. Um, he doesn't uh, seem to be responsive, um, but his eyes do react to light. Um, his, um, his body is very stiff. Like he can't physically, like if you try to like move him, it physically can't. He doesn't react to... Um, like touching his joints or anything like that. You could conclude from this that this is catatonia induced by fear. Pure, unadulterated fear. Interesting. But, poor, poor guy. What? But, as you examine his body, mm -hmm. you also find a small puncture wound. Sacré bleu. Which could have very easily gone unnoticed, but definitely shouldn't be where you found it. Mm. It's um, on the side of the back of the neck. Now, is it a single or a double puncture wound? It because I'm thinking vampires again, I'm telling <laughs> you. <laughs> it's a single puncture wound. Um... A question, where the puncture wound is, is there any discoloration? There's... I'm looking for signs of poison. Poison. I would say yes. There's an element of bruising. And 
and uh, maybe a little bit of like dark bloody mark. But it's very, very faint. Faint. Sacre bleu. This is foul play. folks if you enjoyed this please leave us a review on your podcatcher of choice it'll help spread the word and also help others to find us too if you have any comments questions or just want to connect with us on twitter you can you can find us at at tales of podcast we'd love to hear from you the tales of podcast crew are erica as Maeve mckenzie you can reach her on twitter with at underscore erica fabio as connor o'leary Charles as Jacques de Beauregard. Mike as Lloyd. Everyone else and sound design was by me, Jan. You can reach me on Twitter with at thatlastjan. All music and sound effects used with permission and may have been edited or modified for use. Further details can be found in the show notes. <laughs> See you next episode! There's a croissant in the bag. She winks. You can use it as, as a distraction. Oh, voila, voila, yes. <laughs> no, no, this, this brings up a very good question. Uh, are we more croissant or are we more crumpets? Croissant. Oh. There's a, there, I, 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 got, I got a variety for everyone. Was that mm. an impressed? Oh. Oui. Well, I, I, feel like maybe, I feel like maybe Jacques is particular about that. Like there's mm. a French uh, patisserie somewhere where like... Connor knows that he doesn't really like English bread or anything that much. Where if he has to pick up a croissant for you, maybe Lloyd likes crumpets. But like crumpets versus croissant is like no contest. Croissants are way better. You say in front of the two English folk here. Yes, I do because I've had I've had them. I mean, out of character, I agree. (laughs) God damn it. Thank you. Depends what you're putting on that crumpet. Exactly. What if it's cr- clotted cream and yeah, you gotta ha- you gotta yeah. have a toaster. Clotted yeah. cream can never sound appetizing. <laughs> I, do, I know it sounds revolting, but it is one of the most well, delicious things you can possibly eat. It is quite Actually, tasty. Cl- clotted cream mm. goes on scones and not. I was gonna else. say Sorry, I prefer I'd prefer to put that on scones. What's Ooh. the difference between a scone and a crumpet? Oh, you? a crumpet uh, with, is with the just spongy with butter. shit. Like you go the in the spongy, toaster. Mm, it's the spongy bucket. shit. Like a mac. No, it's gross. Mac thing. What? Do not compare the godliness of crumpets to some kind of McDonald's shit. A fucking Mac Bacon, that is a crumpet. <laughs> no, that's an English muffin. Sacrilege. But, uh, so what's, what's a crumpet? You've never had a crump. You, oh I've my. definitely had a crumpet. It's a sponge that, that evolved into a it's bread. It's a spongy <laughs> Like those, an English muffin. Those, no, 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 that's something different. English muffins are different. No, let, let, we let's have those on. in America. Yeah. We do not have crumpets. So what's a pixie then? <laughs> <laughs> so, hold on. We're getting off track. Let's set the scene. You guys yes. are having uh, breakfast. Yes. Let, let's be honest. I don't think, I don't think there, there would be any croissants. In 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 London in the Victorian era, you don't think there was a French patisserie there? No, because I think I think it'd be so p- particular 
for someone to do a croissant that it would be it would definitely be in the uh, if there is one it would be like a chef it'd be a chef that does this and yeah it's Connor it. that went shopping right that's that's true but like I'm, I'm trying to think like would there be a store where they send croissants yeah I don't see why not the okay. croissant was a very it was quite popular this is it? a make-believe London mm. if you want croissants we can have fucking croissants well I want croissants because they would not <laughs> and, eat. And they've been around for about a hundred years at this point. That's Maybe that's true. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I guess we're having we're all having croissants. Mm. I'll have a crumpet. May wrinkles her nose at the idea of a crumpet. Now look, I like croissants, <laughs> <laughs> but when you want something a bit more substantial, it's a lot of air, isn't it? <laughs> no, a crumpet yeah. is literally air. Well, it's not though. Okay, you, There's you, so many you, holes you, in you it. You try and squeeze. You put. Uh, you put I can a look, of. I can look through this <laughs> crumpet. I cannot look through this croissant. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. I'm going to just eat while you talk. It's tasty, air mine. It's spongy. What is air? I'm looking up crumpets. It's spongy and it has no flavor. Oh, but it holds together well, and it and it holds flavor well. You spread some butter on it, melt some cheese over it, get a bit of jam, some clotted cream. None of that's falling off. It's going to soak right in. Like a sponge. Hence, yeah. I don't like the texture. Well, but you feel it enough. You, you, can't, you can't taste or feel the crumpet. There, there are no uh. crumbs with a crumpet. Is that a positive? <laughs> I no. don't know. Oh, I know what crumpets are. <laughs> <laughs> but welcome Google to it? the conversation, Capitan. Crumpets are what I thought English muffins are. Oh. Then what's an English muffin? Yes. That is the next question. Well, that, that's this what I'll do. This is like next. not the right. Give a crumpet. Go on, give a crumpet, love. <laughs> that's, a, that's what Google told me a crumpet is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are crumpets. Like yeah. the, these types of yeah. things. An English muffin is doesn't have the holes on top no it has they're they're oh they're nice i like english muffins Mm. bread and you usually slice them in half and the whole shtick is like the nooks and crannies that the butter melts into i have to say all of these i like a lot the crumpets are crumpets are spongy are we ready to move on to the mystery hang on i'm still trying to figure out (laughs) you're looking for vegan muffins no, he's, he's uh, looking at the difference. are made from a loose batter, whereas English muffins are made from a firm dough. Yes. Because English muffins are bread and crumpets are technically Baking soda and a yeast pancake. Yeah, it's a kind crumpets. of pancake. Mystery solved. What are English muffins don't, don't start in England? Muffins. Or baps. Or, or totties. Or baps, I've heard baps. Stotties depends is what region of England It depends. Right? Yeah, it changes every five miles. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, excellent. Uh, so whilst we are, so everybody's around the table having their bread of choice. What I wear? Crumpets, not bread. <laughs> They're baked good of choice. There we go. Well, uh, crumpets not baked. <laughs> Wait, what? 